0: Hey my friends, welcome to Tea Talk with Ty, the podcast that encourages you to take a sip and chat about life, wellness, love, and everything else in between. <laughs> I'm your host, and new BFF, Ty Wonder, and I'm cheering you on to greatness. So grab a cup of coffee, tea, or whatever you prefer to sip on, get cozy, and let's chat. good day good day today i am interviewing jason and chantel on Tea talk with ty how you doing jason and chantel we're doing good how about yourself i can't complain one bit it wouldn't do any good anyway Absolutely. <laughs> Glad you guys are doing well as well so first of all thanks so much for joining me today i truly appreciate it you're welcome cool 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 so before we really get deep into it um can you both introduce yourselves let everyone know where you're from and um uh, the general area of where you live now wherever you feel comfortable saying and let us know your ethnicity because they can't see you
1: um my name is Chantel Gutrick. um I reside in Prince William County I Moved here when I was 13 years old, left for a little bit to serve in the military, and purchased my home in Brooklyn County, and I am African American.
2: All right. Uh, I am uh, Jason Rock. Um, I was born in Florida, um, raised in Woodbridge, Virginia, Uh, left for a little while while I was in the military, and uh, back in Woodbridge, Virginia, and I am white. All right. First of all, thank you both for your service, by the no way.
0: Problem. Yeah. Jason, what? I know Chantel was Army. Jason, what branch were you? Uh,
2: I was Army as well. I was a uh, 19 Delta uh, Cavalry Scout. Um, oh. So I did uh, raids, reconnaissance, and security work. Um, I was part of the initial takeover of Baghdad in 2003. Um, mm-hmm. I was there for like 18 months, running uh, three to five missions a day.
0: Oh, Wow. Wow. Thank you so much for your service.
2: You know, okay.
0: I, I would I, I I have to I have to give this joke before we get started. You know, it's a shame that you both went in the wrong branch, but it's, okay. oh, no. it's okay. mm-hmm. <laughs> she, she told me it was coming, she knew it was oh. coming. Because I wouldn't be the cocky marine that I am okay. if I if I said nothing about you both being in the army. I'm sorry, I had to get it out of my system.
2: There's no problem. <laughs> I heard they still looking for a few good men.
0: well you know they say the acronym for army is ain't ready to be a marine so you ever heard that one before i died when i heard that one (laughs) but anyway no again thank you for your service so very cool so jason and chantel um let's start off with talking about how the current events have shaped Um, Your thoughts, your opinions, your emotions, um, one at a time or both?
1: Um, For me, I've been actively posting, protesting on social media um, Mm -hmm. because for a few reasons. One, when all this began to happen with um, officers or those that are in authority shooting and killing innocent black men and women, Um, I was quiet and I was quiet for, I guess, a reason that I didn't want to upset, you know, the Caucasian race, Mm -hmm. um, and, or I didn't want to be viewed as an angry black woman Mm -hmm. if I voiced my opinion. So I kept my opinions, you know, kind of close in and with my children more so Mm -hmm. than anything. But this particular, um, situation not only with this one but with the shooting death of Aubrey and um, Brianna before did I say her name right? I think I misspelled her, is, uh, her yeah, name. I think it's Brianna. Oh okay. Um but I actually watched the video of the Aubrey killing and I just it just devastated me. And then with this killing I did not watch the video because I just couldn't allow myself to just go um, deep in emotionally because I am an empath. And I just, you know, I carry it for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did study it and talk to people. And I believe I spoke with you, uh, people who have actually watched the video that I mm-hmm. trust to explain to me exactly what happened. And a matter of fact that he was calling out for his mom and he was telling them that he couldn't breathe. That just really, really got to don't me. Don't watch it. Yeah, don't watch yeah, it. So I just, I still have not watched it. But for me, it was like back to back to back killings of African-American men and women it just Mm -hmm. i was like enough is enough you know i have to speak out i have to say something and if i lose friends i lose friends um not only that we we became foster parents about a month ago Mm -hmm. um and our foster son is hispanic Mm -hmm. and some of his he's gone through at 10 years old um been arrested by the police not because not by his choices because You know people called the police on him a few times just for being 10 just in my opinion just because he was 10 acting like a young boy um and he has been in handcuffs and he has been
2: um thrown to the
1: ground and he has been placed inside of a vehicle so not only am i a mother of a black son i'm now a mother of a hispanic son and i just cried because he's 10 and he's already traumatized by police officers Mm -hmm. Um, and the previous people who had him were Caucasian Mm -hmm. so they have no idea calling the police on him at such a a young age can traumatize him going forward so that's really where I'm at and and plus being an interracial couple um, I posted about this recently as well you know I get because I'm marrying a white man that I don't understand the black lives matter movement or i do what typical black women do go to what go to a white man
0: um i saw that or, that broke my heart it really yeah,
1: did. yeah i don't understand it because but i'm still african-american i still have black sons and grandsons mm-hmm. and i have a hispanic son now so that just kind of just irritated me and then on the white side it's more like um well, we don't want you to say anything because we consider you the successful Black person that can't, you know what I mean?
0: Mm, right. Um,
1: so, you know, just be quiet. You don't want to upset the norm. And mm-hmm. so, it was, you know, that balance. And then finally, I was like, I'm going to be me. People either like it or they don't. And I love the person I'm getting ready to marry. And, hey, he just so happens to be white. Right. So that's my take on why I've been so proactive in, in things of this nature.
2: Okay. Okay. Um, so for me, um, I guess I'm a little bit different than her on on these items. Um, not in our viewpoints, but mm-hmm. in a sense of I'm a whole lot more vocal. Um, mm-hmm. Always have been, always will be. Um, we were actually talking about this not about the subject, but about the way I act before before the meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm me twenty four seven. It is what it is. You can you can go with it, or you can not. I don't care. Um, I, I don't have room for any of that kind of racism in my life. Never have never will. Um, I'm actually in the middle with some, uh, friends right now. We're looking at, um, actually starting an organization. Um, so that way when stuff like this happens, we're not reacting to it and trying to get a group together to go to the protest, whatever we already have groups and it, it will be a nationwide organization. Um, and it's just, we feel like it's time for the people to stand up together. Um, and I feel white people like myself, it's, it's, it's our duty to stand up and, and fight as well. Because being ex-military, I still feel like the, the government's worst nightmare um, is when the people are unified. Mm-hmm. At that point, they have no choice but to hear it. Um, they can't say, oh, it's, it's just black people protesting. No, if it's everybody protesting. At some point, they got no choice but to hear it. Um and I've watched all the videos. Um, the first one, uh, I, to me, when I first watched it, it felt like the the scene out of Forrest Gump when they was chasing him with the pickup truck, mm-hmm. throwing the rocks. Um, but obviously, they weren't throwing rocks in this video. Um, and for it to be three, four months later before they prosecuted somebody because the video finally leaked, that mm-hmm. that screams that, that's 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 craziness right there. All
0: right.
2: <clears throat> um, and then obviously with, with the George video, um, I I watched that one as well. And when she asked me if I watched it, I told her yes. Um, and she was asking me what I thought about the video. Um, mm-hmm. To me, after being I was in literally I've been to war, um, and that video really shook me up because you literally can watch the life leave his body.
0: Right.
2: Um. And you know, people got onto the the girl who was filming. She was seventeen years old. She was, you mean. Um, I don't. I don't think it was her really her place to jump in. But in the future, you know, and I've made a couple of posts. Um, I'm not filming. If I see something like that happen, I'm not filming. I can't film. I'm jumping in. They go. They go have to kill two people that day. Um, yeah. It is what it is. Uh, I just. I. I don't stand for it. And I. And I feel like police officers need to be held to anybody in a in a power in a position of power have to be held to a higher standard. Excellent. Um. When I went to Iraq, when I first got there for the war, it was rules of engagement. If you felt threatened, shoot. Um, then it became, as we, it turned into a peacekeeping mission, it turned to, okay, you have to see a weapon before you can shoot. Mm-hmm. That went for a couple months and then it became, okay, they have to point the weapon at you before you can shoot. So we had that for a couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, before I left Iraq to come back to the States, it literally became rules of engagement was they had to shoot at us before we could shoot back. Mm-hmm. So if that was the rules of engagement in another country where they're literally trying to kill you, I don't understand how it's not the same here in the United States.
0: Right.
2: I don't don't understand how somebody reaching for for their wallet can get shot and there's nothing in the vehicle um, or reaching for their registration or say cell phone or I, I, to me that I I don't understand it. Um, And I think some of that, I was having a discussion with one of my friends the other day he's a combat um, he had a combat MOS as well mm-hmm. in, uh, in the army and I don't feel um, people coming out of the military who had a combat arms MOS should be allowed to be police officers yeah. I really don't because you're already wired to that mm-hmm. that, that thought process mm-hmm. um, and I feel like there's, there's no place for that in our police department at, at all
0: mm-hmm. I can see that That actually really makes a lot of sense because they're don't get me started on the va that was a conversation with my mom a few minutes ago but you know it's not like um we're getting the best treatment for our mental health
1: right
0: even coming back from war so you come back from war and then you go to another a position of authority you know and you're you know, I'm I'm not a combat veteran, but I know the ones that have been. They're just a little bit more jumpy in a sense. You know what I mean? Because they're 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 I don't want to say living on the edge, but they um, swear I'm looking. It yeah, wires you. Always living? on high alert. Yeah. Yeah, and and so anything could be a threat just because they're so conditioned in their mind to every little movement might be a threat. You got to be you got to be ready just in case it is. Um, that makes a lot of sense. I never thought about that. It's an interesting perspective. Um, what has the conversation been like talking to your kids about the state of the nation right now?
1: I'm very open with my children, as well as my children are very open with me. Um, for the older ones, they get it.
2: Um, mm. they're
1: out there protesting. Well, Jared's out there protesting. Um, Princess is. Very upset um, about the circumstances to the point one day she told me, She said, Mom, they should have just left us segregated. Um, Shay has been quiet more so than anything. Um, but she made a point to tell me, She's like, Mom, I won't go out there and protest because I'm not a protester, I'm a rioter. Um, mm-hmm. And you know my children. So, yeah. you know, so they all have different personalities. Right. Um, and I get what Shay was saying because I told her the same thing. Like, if somebody, spray me or hit me with a baton I'm hitting back that's just, that's just me so let me stay up out of them people's way because that's just who we are you know what I mean right, Um, right. so you have to so I told Shay and Princess because Princess is similar I mm-hmm. told them both I said well you have to protest in your own way mm-hmm. um, if you know what you're capable of then maybe you shouldn't be out there past curfew time you know what I mean right, right. Um, when things are starting to get rowdy with um with our youngest, the 10-year-old, um, i call him Ebud, he mm-hmm. understands, but he don't understand. Like, he, mm-hmm. he see me watching the news, and he asks us a bunch of questions, and we explain it to him. And the only way sometimes that we can um, get him to understand is when we ask him, did he, like, when um, he was thrown to the ground and placed mm-hmm. in handcuffs and thrown into a car? And he'll say, no, mom, I didn't. So that's the only way we can get him to kind of understand what's going on right now, because he's only 10. Right. Um, so he didn't, he asked us once, um, is I can't breathe again. Mm. And we had to tell him no. Princess said, no, son, I wish it was, wasn't. was um, It's real life. So, he, so he's getting it, but it's still hard for him to comprehend if that makes sense.
0: Right. Right, it makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, our other children, um, Caitlin, she gets it. Little Jay gets it. Tai Tai is only eight, so we don't really talk. We haven't talked to him about it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but the older kids, mainly, they're getting it.
0: Right. Now I have asked all the the um, moms with sons um, who I've interviewed who are African American. What's it like talking to their sons about being pulled over? I mean, their daughters too, but especially their sons. What's it been like talking to them about being pulled over? What, um, have you had those conversations with your children about what to do if you're stopped by the police or if they're pulled over, how to react to it?
1: Yes, all the time. Um... You know, I talk to him, I text him. We have a group chat that we text and stuff in with the kids. Mm-hmm. So, but specifically for him, you know, I'm always telling him to be safe. But he he is, he's one of the, the individuals like to be out there protesting. He's going to make a stand for what is right. So we just make sure that he is um, safe. You know, text us when he get home and things of that nature before he's being pulled over. We instantly told him that when he's pulled over, you need to let them know of course give him the rules and everything and of course he's very equipped with the law which I'm happy about but the same token I had to tell him because he he can have a little smart mouth sometimes was to not talk back <laughs> not to be smart um and to let them know immediately that his dad is a correctional officer um mm-hmm. in hopes that that would give him a window and that has worked for one of our children before mm, so you know, she told them that her dad was a CO. Instead of them taking her, they called me to come and get her. So we told him to do the same thing. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But wow. our um, son, Little J, explained that, and he's white, um, mm-hmm. and the majority of his friends are African American, and he explained that when he's walking with his group of friends, even he's harassed in Woodbridge. Really? And they can just be walking down the sidewalk. Oh, wow. So, just because he's with his African-American friends, he's also harassed. So, we gotta explain wow. to him as well. You know, don't talk back. Just listen to what they have to say. Trying to get you know, I, angry or upset.
2: I had a conversation with, um, it was a, it was like a group video chat I had. It was, and this was, this was about a year ago. I had uh, my little brother, um, his children are biracial. Um, mm-hmm. My best friend, he's black, but his children are biracial as well. Um, and I had a, we were talking, and, um, and I had to stop. It, we were just talking about life, football, everything. Um, but I told him, I, before we got off the phone that day, I, I stopped them, both, and. I apologized to both of them. I told them they both, the two of them have the hardest job in the world. Um, this, I guess it was a little bit before a year ago. It was more than a year ago because me and I weren't together yet. Um, and they, they kind of looked puzzled at first and they was, what do you mean? Um, and I said, well, y'all are out here raising young black males. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that literally is the hardest job in the world right now. Um, you know, a lot of people will say, oh, you're white. You don't you don't know. I don't know everything. I know I'm, I I, have never walked in those shoes. I'm not saying I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've been in the car when these, when these things happen. I've been walking down a block when these things have happened. Um, so it wasn't necessarily targeted at me, but I've been in the situation. Um, I've when I was in the army, I was stationed in Louisiana. So there was times we drove through some of these small towns where. We weren't welcomed, um, and when I say we, I mean me and my buddies. Um, and I try to tell people a lot of times, when you run across a truly, truly racist person, um, and you're in a you're in a group like that, I, I there was times and I'm not saying all the time, but there was times where I took more of the heat than they did, because in a racist person's view was, okay, well they don't have no choice but to be black, but you got yeah. a choice of who you hang out with. So, at that point, I became the target. Um, right. And so, and like I said, I'm not sitting here trying to say I've walked these shoes in, in someone else's shoes. I haven't. I, don't, don't get right. me wrong. Um, but at the same time, like I said, it's it's sickening that in 2020, we got to have these conversations. All right. Um, they just, the other day, they just uh, announced, Prince William County did, and they're changing the names of Stonewall Jackson High School and Middle School. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, down in Fredericksburg. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I and, and I try to it tell is the people,
0: awesome, but it's very surprising for Virginia.
2: Yeah, it no, they they, they they doing a lot. Richmond's already taken down a couple statues. Uh, City of Fredericksburg took up um, the slave trading block. Yep. I saw um, that too. And I try to tell people when they say, Oh, well, that's history. And I say, Well, you know, you could call it history if you want, but if you go over to Germany, there ain't statues of Hitler. This is true. You know, anything to do with that time period is literally outlawed. Oh, in Germany they still yeah. teach it in the, in the classes so that way people know what happened but that doesn't mean you have to have statues or t-shirts of these dudes or no nah, that that's ignorance and the only thing that does is is breed more racism and drive more lines between the people
0: right
1: and I don't All know right. if you know I posted this on my social media page today but recently in Fairfax County here in Virginia a police officer was just fired. Actually, him and his buddy for similar situations that happened with George Floyd. Thankfully, oh, wow. the black man did not die. Um, but Ooh, sorry, it just happened on Friday. Jesus. It just happened on Friday here in Fairfax County, Virginia. And they immediately fired them all. But one would think you hear and see all these protests that's going on. Why would you do such a thing just on Friday?
0: Right. Right. They don't care. I mean, I would—I hate to put words or thoughts in someone's mind, but it just, like, you can't care. Because any person that would would be very conscious of what they're doing and how they approach others. You know, how they're arresting people in this time knowing that our, our country is so uneasy right now.
1: hmm And I want to make this point, too, because... I posted also about the Atlanta officers who were fired um, mm-hmm. because they pulled the two students out of the car. I don't mm-hmm. care if you're white or black. Um, if you are white or black police officer, it needs to change. Right. And that's okay. just as simple as it is. Unfortunately, you only see, you know, the white cops having issues with black men, but there are some African-American Officers out there that's just as bad as some white police officers as that's well. True. And I think, and sometimes, according to black men, when I heard from like some black friends, is that they're worse.
2: Mm. And what are the most? What are the statements I think I disagree with the most? I, I I hate hearing the argument of, and I and I'll relate it back to something else that's happened in my life is, and I'm not saying that I'm not out here bashing the police um, or saying all cops are bad. But mm-hmm. I hate hearing the topic. Oh, it's just a few bad apples. Mm-hmm. That conversation, that 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 statement, to me, is not only is it just an excuse or give. You know what I mean, gives them the the leeway. But um, so I'm Muslim.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um. So when you see things that happen with with that community, uh, with terrorists, you know, people say, "Oh, you know, well." The, the the good Muslims aren't speaking out. Well, the good cops aren't speaking out neither. Yeah. Now here, more recently, you see some more. But mm-hmm. where have the you know where the good cops been? And it's like I said, I'm not bashing them, but you know more good cops got to stand up and and speak out, or it's not gonna change. Right. Um. <laughs> and and like I said, I, I have friends that are police officers. Um. One of our best friends, their their son is a, is a federal police officer. Um, I, that dude was like a brother to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know at the same time, he, if he sees something, he's speaking up. I know he would, and we need, Mm -hmm. we need more cops like that. And, um, and I feel that also will come with, we need more people from minority groups to become police officers in their own communities to help change this. True. This is true. Um, the only way you're going to change anything is from the inside. It's, it's hard it's really hard to change something from the outside. Mm -hmm. So we yeah. need more, we need people of minorities, um, specifically uh, of the black community, to become cops, to become lawyers, to, you know, to get into politics, mm-hmm. um, and get some of these laws and these changed, and um, it's just, I think it'll, it'll help. It, this stuff isn't going away today. Just because we're talking about it on this interview doesn't mean that tomorrow is fixed.
0: Right. It'll um, Take time. It took thousands of and a years to get here just go take us some time to fix it too
2: yeah but I just hopefully every day is a a step in the right direction I think
1: think it is actually I think this I think this particular death shook the world
0: yeah not just
1: the United States I think for them to see a man in his humanity Mm -hmm. lose his life when he kept saying I couldn't breathe and mm-hmm. the police officers not doing anything about it, I think and, and especially when he called off for his mom right. I think that really just hit a lot of people's heart right.
2: uh, What was it? Thursday, they threw up a stat that there was a protest going on in all 50 states at one time Oh wow That yes. was, That's powerful, and it was 15 it countries is. all 50 states and 15 different countries were protesting at the same time about the same subject.
0: Mm-hmm. I saw footage of I saw footage of um they were showing all around the world, but uh, was it China or Japan? It I can't remember which one it was, but to see them protesting,
2: it was just like I'll throw I'll throw you one I'll you one more powerful. In Syria. Yep. In Syria they were protesting wow. and painting murals of, you know, injustices must stop and stuff. So for a country that would be that some would say maybe our enemy, for them mm-hmm. to be held up and, and protesting against us as well, that proves it's uh-huh. powerful.
1: And what got Absolutely. me is not really the the people in Syria, is the Amish community.
2: Mm-hmm. For the Amish
1: community to be out there protesting, that's just, it, that just that just wasn't to me. Yeah,
0: just, it really was.
1: Yeah, yeah. So everybody, humanity is humanity. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what color you are. Right. And just, that really touched a nerve. Mm-hmm. Especially the mothers, you know, to hear him calling out for his mother.
0: Right. I, I've said it again, and I'll keep saying it. You know, I, I, I'm like you, Chantel, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go into a segue because I wanted to address something that you said too. Where you're saying, you know, you've been pretty quiet because um, you don't want to offend, you know, your, your, your white friends, or I'll say vanillas. So you know I don't like colors, but um, mm-hmm. you don't want to offend them. And you don't want to look like the angry black woman. And I can relate to that because, you know, you know, you know me. I love everybody. You love me. I love you. I don't care what color, race, creed, religion, background. I don't care about none of that. Yeah. You know, and so I obviously have people all across the board and I try not to offend anybody because I want I want everybody to, you know, I'm such a hippie. Peace and love, you know, love and light. And then it's like, okay, well, if I say too much, I know that people are gonna be like, "Oh, Ty is angry. She's angry. She's the angry black woman now." And then here's another narrative because, you know, it's like if we start speaking out on something, then here comes the, here comes that, you know, that stereotype. Um. So I, I can relate to that so much. But, um, what I what I've been saying is. Um it's not fundamentally it's not a political issue right It's not even really a race issue. We're all humans, so if we could just understand that we all bleed the same, <laughs> you know we all got the same you know body structure we're all humans. If we could respect and love each other as humans, we would be so much further along right now. you know it's right. like we've gone back to. 1960. You right. Know, I know for me
1: personally, I just made a decision. I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm going I'm to take a stand for what's right. I'm not yeah. going to be in the middle. You either like it or you don't. Um, and I've lost some friends off of social media. I really don't care. Um, right. But my opinion stands. <laughs> what I believe in stands. I have African American sons, my yeah. son in law, my son. I have brothers, I have nephews and grandsons. So I'm fighting for their future. Right. That's the bottom line. Right. But I'm not going to be quiet anymore. That's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, that's that's where I'm at. And I'm I'm I I giggled when you said um, she's not a protester because I'm not I'm not the protester type. Not because I would riot, but I'm just too much of an empath. And so all I would be doing is out there crying, which would (laughs) which would do nothing right but um right. you know everybody does have to protest in their own way in their own way
1: um, and there's right. nothing wrong with that i did say i was going to go to um uh the national call that al sharpton called out on at um george floyd's memorial service and mm-hmm. that's in august august 28th i believe is the date but um i did say i wanted to try to, to go because when i think about that and like I said, I'm I'm fighting for my my own family as well. But this just kind of reminds me back in the civil rights age when they were out there mm-hmm. protesting for us. Mm-hmm. And so I just kind of think that's important for me to be out there. Right. Um, and my my youngest daughter, which is my stepdaughter, but it's Jason's daughter. She's Caucasian. She was like, "Can you please make sure you get me that weekend? Because I want to be out there mm-hmm. too." So I mean. We, we everybody have to protest in their own way. Like you, I'm an empath, so I cry all the time. At mm-hmm. um, the same token, I decided to just, I applied for some community services with the Criminal Justice Service Board here in Prince William County, for mm-hmm. my state. So I'm trying to figure out what I can do, use with my criminal justice degree. So mm-hmm. just things of that nature, I'm just trying to figure out. I've also um, spoken to the president of the NWACP here in Prince William County so i'm gonna join that so i'm doing a lot of things now to just kind of not just sit back and be quiet and watch it on tv and cry a little bit until the next shooting happen
0: this time
1: i'm just like you know what Chantel, you just got to do something
0: right 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 thank you for using your education to do that because people don't don't realize like it it doesn't matter what it is that you do, you can find a way to help injustices because an injustice in one area is an injustice to everybody everywhere.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and that's what we're we're just Jason and I both we're just equality, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just sad that a lot of people just don't have that. I mean, even my mother in law go through because both of her um, her daughter in laws are African American, and now she has a Hispanic grandson and you know she was told once good luck with your your mixed family or something like that she was told you know so hatred comes from everywhere you know you know what I mean it's just it's just really sad
0: yeah um, how with you guys being an interracial couple how has the conversation been um, with not so much your, your interracial family and friends because obviously they get it but the ones that are not. How does how are those conversations going as far as trying to bridge the gap or create
2: understanding?
1: Well, me and Jay kind of have the same type of attitude. We don't care about that
2: stuff. <laughs> yeah, nah, <laughs> they don't so, even approach us. <laughs> nah, yeah. So, like, like I said earlier, I'm I'm a little bit more vocal than she is. Yeah, they don't um, approach this guy at all. Nah, she can tell you. They, <laughs> I, I've gotten kicked out of a couple different um, youth football games that I coach. Um, mm-hmm. when I when, it's, when I believe in something, I believe in it, and I stand up, and you ain't got no choice but to hear me.
1: The one thing right. we did notice, and we speak out on, is like when we were going out to eat before this COVID pandemic, um, oh. we'll walk in together, and mm-hmm. they will ask us, "Are we together?" Really? Or yeah. Really rude. Or yeah. Or when it's time oh. for us to pay the bill, is the check separate? Like, wow. No. So we get yeah. that, but Jason and I, Jason, actually, what did you tell one person when he asked us, were well, the checks separate? And you was like, really? Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Jason has
1: zero cut cards and so do I, but we just looked at him it, like, Y'all we, ignorant.
2: we was on the way to vacation, uh, last year we stopped at the McDonald's and,
1: oh
2: my uh, god! <laughs> yeah, I, I had to let loose. Uh, there was a couple <laughs> gentlemen that was, um, staring, staring at my fiance and, mm-hmm. uh, I had to make sure that they were okay. Um, <laughs> No, I, nah, I don't, uh-uh.
1: I don't you
2: play get none the peaceful side of this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, and I, I got a, I made a couple different posts on Facebook and I think, try and because I, I try to explain to people because like we were speaking about, so like, you know, you have the, you have some people say, well, why? I Some people I, I don't think truly understand because they haven't been educated or explained to with the whole Black Lives Matters movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have some people when they say all lives matter until they're educated or explained to, I I don't think so. I don't think all of them are doing it out of, I think some of them are just naive, I guess. Like Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I I broke it down. I made a post was if I, if I come on Facebook or, you know, we're in public and I tell you, I like strawberries. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean I don't like any other fruit. That doesn't even mean strawberries, my favorite fruit. It just means I like strawberries. Right. So if I say black lives matter, I'm not taking nothing away from anything else, from anybody else's lives. I'm just telling you black lives matter, you know, um, because they they get left out a lot. I mean, even in today's world, you know, um, it's it's craziness, I think Um, that one. And then there's the other you see all over social media is, uh, you know, yeah, it was sad that, that, you know, that that George's life was taken. But these these riots and these lootings must stop. Nah, mm-hmm. change that sentence around. Say, it's sad that these rioting and he's looting is happening, but the killing of black people must stop. Right. Change the sentence around. Mm-hmm. Because as it's long as you're with that thought process, nothing's it. changing.
0: Right.
1: Right. Systematic the racism is real. Mm-hmm. Um, and before Reverend L. Sharpton preached about this, I actually wrote this post on my page, even being a professional black woman. We still got to mm-hmm. fight on the inside of where we work um Mm -hmm. and there's many times i sat in those boardrooms and wanted to riot and protest on my own behalf and Mm -hmm. curse and and just because they wanted to keep their knee on my neck thankfully i'm a fighter so i'm gonna fight for what's right for me but think Mm -hmm. about all those who have their bachelor's degree and master's degree and things of those natures, and we still can't get ahead without fighting. You know, I can run circles around a lot of white paralegals, but at my last place of employment, they hired people in a secretary position. I've been, been there for like four or five years, and they put her over me. Wow. She, same experience, same everything. I have the education all this. I mean, I was like, no, that's not right. That's not fair.
2: Right. So, well, she I, jumped up two positions to pass you. Yeah. She, she, yeah, she, she jumped um, up two positions. She, yeah, she was below Chantel, jumped past it, went, skipped Chantel's position to be in charge of Chantel. Nah, yeah. it don't work that way.
1: And so, but I stood up for myself by leaving because the yeah. one thing you're not going to do, and I kept quiet, I protest, <laughs> excuse me, quietly, but God ended up blessing me with a better job at a better firm. Um, and my rightful position and make it more financially so it all worked out but mm-hmm. think about all the other people who still have to sit there with the systematic racism on their necks right. and they can't breathe and they can't expand who they are like Reverend Al Sharpton said we don't want any favors we'll do our own stuff just get your knee off our neck right
0: because right. we always have been we're, it's like we're we're it to, to just keep surviving and do what we need to do, but, right. you know.
1: Right. And so, even yeah. with fostering, I mean, I see it in so many angles because that's just what I do. I'm a very observant person. Right. You know, mm-hmm. we went through the whole foster system and when we got our first foster kid, you can literally look in these people's faces and see they were surprised at the type of home we had or that mm-hmm. I, we lived in. And then, you know, I got a comment, oh, but well, we know you guys are not doing this for the money because you make very good money. You know, you can literally, I got a text this weekend from um, one of the foster caseworkers who said, you know, I just want to let you know that I'm proud of you um, for being a successful woman. You're home, you're this, you're that. And I'm like, what did y'all expect? All right. You know, that kind of, although I'm grateful for, you know, the kind words, but the same token was like, what do y'all expect we're out here hustling too
0: right it it reminds me of how um I was I was I was offended when I said and thought about what the person was saying or the people have said but I've had people say to me oh you're a very you're a very articulate black woman you you know you really got your stuff together and I'm thinking like so what is you know Thank you for the compliment, but what are you trying to say? Like, exactly, we can't we can't be professional. We can't have our things together. We can't articulate. We can't be educated. You know, like we all sitting around popping gum and and poking our hip out. Like I, I don't I don't understand why people have that that negative view. Um, but what I'm what I'm learning, especially in doing these interviews, is that. Um, A lot of I don't even want to say racism but a lot of the biases that have been about the different cultures are just ignorance because no one has stopped to take a minute to have conversations with the other side to come together and figure out like okay well you know this is what you're about this is where you're from Oh, okay now that makes sense you know it's just more of looking at it from you know, a fart and turn your nose up on it.
2: Right. Well, I think I think a lot of it has to do with people nowadays. They listen to respond instead of listening mm-hmm. to understand. True. And they're not trying to hear what you really got to say. They just listening for keywords that they can respond to to make themselves sound right. Um, right. Me being Muslim, it was a couple of years ago. Sitting at the house, and some some Mormons knocked on the door, mm-hmm. and they came. You know. You know, how they go door to door and they speak in their word. Um, mm-hmm. And so I was letting them talk and I explained to them before they really got into it. I said, look, I said, I will let you know I am Muslim, but I have no problem hearing what you have to say, because I like mm-hmm. I'm educated out on multiple surfaces. Right. As we got to talking and um, and they they were a little had a look on their face. I was like, you, you got something you want to ask. And they were like, yeah. And they had some I guess they wanted to know about some different stereotypes of, about muslims and um, and so i kind of debunked them for them and then at the same time i said you know before i debunked them i forget what question he asked me uh, we i forget what it was now but um as soon as he asked me the question um i looked at him i said well do do all of y'all have six wives and live in a compound <laughs> and they just kind of looked at me and laughed i said you know every every race religion creed of people have stereotypes Right. It's your job as a human to go out here and get educated on these different subjects, so that way there is no stereotypes. Right.
1: To be clear from the African American spokesperson here.
2: <laughs>
1: Shut up. <No. laughs> black, people can be black people can be racist too.
0: True. True. You know,
1: not just white True. people that are racist. There are black racist people too. Like before my grandmom passed away. She was one of them, well, but that- she was like that because of her
2: experience, right? The one guy on your post—it was what was that? A couple of months ago, the guy she had a post, and the guy got on there, and I would say eighty percent of her friends list is people she's never met before. Right. So, <laughs> so, so some crazy stuff is <laughs> going on on her pages because you know, not all these people are vetted and 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 and, and done research on. Um, but this dude literally had the nerve to come on her post and say, as a black man, that if Chantel was to touch his hand, he would have to wash his hand, knowing that oh, she sleeps yeah. with a white man. Yep,
1: he did say wow.
2: that. And I was like, you know, and he tried to say that was a racist. I said, but if I said the same thing, y'all would swear I was in the KKK. Right, right. I was like, no, nah, you don't, you don't get to put that shoe and, and say it's not, you know. I, I, I wanted to call him Cinderella because the shoe was fitting.
1: Yeah, I've gotten that. tell you where a lot of black men are not happy that I'm marrying a white man.
0: That's
2: crazy.
1: I got the inbox to prove it.
2: But you know, a, a lot of a lot of I, I would say I even a lot. I would say 90 percent of the people I surround myself with are black. Um, mm-hmm. Just from where I've been raised, my interests. Um, where I'm, what I do in life, uh, in my free time, everything else. Um, and they'll tell you when, when one of my friends got on that post and he was like, you got the wrong one with Jay, like, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and a lot of times, I mean, I educate myself on, I try to educate myself on, on multiple topics. Like I said, um, if I'm going to be around the African-American community, the black community, I have to be educated on it. Right. Um, right. I have to speak out for them. You know, it, to me, if if you're going to say that you're not racist and you you know the I have black friends, okay, well then educate yourself on what they go through. Right. S- sit back and look at it from a, from a bigger picture, and not just through your eyes. Look at look at it through their eyes. Right. You know, it, it wasn't long ago. I mean, it, it was really literally was. In the '60s. We're talking about what, where, where 60 years ago. We're at 2020. Yeah, So 60 years ago. We couldn't have sat together on a bus. Right. That's,
0: that's in, one, I mean that I don't know that how old your are. But that was my mother's lifetime. She was born in nineteen
2: sixty. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. That wasn't that long ago. So for right. people to say, you know, oh, America's come a long way, it really hasn't we that wasn't yeah. that long ago. Yeah. We still got a lot to go through. We still got a lot we gotta do. And mm-hmm. it's not we're not gonna get there if only one group of people standing up speaking on it.
0: Absolutely.
2: Everybody has to realize that you know that that wasn't that long ago um mm-hmm. you know one of my favorite facebook posts i've seen is you know when a when a black person brings up slavery you know you you'll get some white people and they'll say oh but that was a long time ago we got it you know we got to move past that but then mm-hmm. you'll see a 9 11 post that says never forget so we're not supposed to forget that but we got to forget right. this right no it don't work that way that's not that's not the way that works no. you don't get to choose to tell somebody what they what they need to forget that mm-hmm. they family went through you know, I mean, when you ultimately think about it, racism or not racism, but slavery was—that's only a couple generations ago. Right. For some people, depending on how old they are, that could be their, their great grandparents that they knew. Right. Right. Um, so that—that's not that—that's not that long ago at all. Yeah.
1: All I don't know, um, um, Ty. Is that you know? Number one, I thank God for my multiracial family. I thank mm-hmm. God for the people. No matter the race, religion, or creed, out there protesting. Because I think that's I think finally our voice is being heard. Um, thank you for doing the podcast because you know you're allowing us to have a voice to speak out against the injustice and not just seeing me on Facebook protesting. Mm-hmm. And you know our family is is deeply involved with everything. Like I said, we this is not about racism against white police officers or because a black man is like you said it's against humanity as a whole
2: right right we got some looks yesterday we went to the ray caverns oh yeah we did stop at the gas station
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah i i feel like it, it's it's unbelievable but it's believable only because yeah. out of all the places i've lived virginia is the only place where i always feel racial tension i don't know what it and maybe it's that um when i researched it and especially after I went back and watched Roots again, and then researched, that um, was a sponsor. Yeah, and yeah, and that's when like 30 the 30 light 30. bulb went off. Like it's deep rooted here because you know it was so much of it. So I almost feel like in in that area of Virginia where you guys are at, um, it's just thick in the air because it's been generations upon generations upon generations of racism. You know, so and now it's just like more silent. But it's like it's in the air. Does it's that so make
1: sense? funny that you say that? Because I feel like Virginia is less for me than from hmm. Louisiana. Oh, I can see that. I don't yeah. feel that is as racist as Louisiana is. Like I'm comfortable hmm. in Northern Virginia. Well,
2: in Northern Virginia, yeah, yeah. but where, where 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 we live, so. it's it's crazy that we could drive. Thirty minutes north, and we're mm-hmm. in DC, We're in D.C. Mm-hmm. Where, at that point, I'm the minority. Right. We could drive thirty minutes south, and we're literally driving through those plantations that were on roots. Right. We're thirty minutes in, in either in either direction, and you see a whole different right. mindset and and way of life.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to me, you, you, you can feel it. Yeah.
1: I feel it,
0: and I, I love Fredericksburg. I'm I'm always, I have a very special place in my heart for Fredericksburg and Woodbridge. Cause my baby was born there. But you just you can, you can feel it. You
2: know, you I think really from, from Prince William County north, I feel like it's it's I'm not gonna say it's not bad because there's still obviously there's still things that happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but from Prince William County north, it's 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 as is as diverse as it's gonna get. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can't find an area more diverse than Prince William or Fairfax County. It's not going to happen. Yeah, that's true. That um, very- but at the same time, you go thirty minutes south, and it's a whole other world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's, it's just, it is what it is. I guess you could say. Um, and right now, one of the things we've been doing is uh, one of my buddies. It's not really like a group, but we ha- we do have a group of people that we've been taking these posts where these people feel bold and they make comments on on, on the internet. Mm -hmm. and we've been finding them and outing them and contacting their jobs. Like I told her the other day, we went in a 24 hour span. We outed over 15 different people to where their employers agree with us and they were let go. Wow. You know, so you don't always have to go about things. You don't have to fight things in a violent way. You can, you can do it the legal, the legal way and still win, you know? Um, but at the same time, like I said, I, I understand where these people are coming from with the writing and looting. Um, I don't agree with it, but I understand where they're coming from. You know, if I were right. to come to your house and I poke you in the forehead, and then your fiance comes out and I poke him in the forehead, and your child comes okay. out and I poke him in the forehead, how many times right. y'all gonna let me poke somebody before y'all 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 quit being silent?
0: Right, right.
2: You know, at some point or another, enough's enough. And I, I for one, I don't. Peaceful protests, yes, it gets heard, but I don't think the message comes across as clearly. When when you start, when you start getting them in their pockets, that's when they they start hearing stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and I think people are starting to see that. We just gotta channel it the right way and go at the, in the at the right the right way about it. I agree.
0: I agree. I know I have at least two more questions for you guys, and then I'm gonna okay. let you go. You guys are very busy. Um, I have, I've asked this question to every vanilla person that I've interviewed and I know this is probably going to be awkward but how do you feel about the term white privilege Jason
2: I, I think it's real I really think it's real I hate it I I tell her all the time make a joke. <laughs> I may be one of the few that don't doesn't have as much as others mm-hmm. um but I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I don't have it right um but i she could tell you I, I i definitely don't have as much white privilege as others um mm-hmm. from the way i am vocal i i speak up um the way i carry myself sometimes others may not agree with um yeah having having a, a black fiance and a hispanic son you know what i mean they they may try to take my car or they can have it um <laughs> but it is what it is I, it's real um I mean, just as a, a little as walking into an interview, um, I feel like I probably get viewed differently. I I know I do. Um, yeah. Just little things like that. I mean, I've I've seen it. I, I know it's real. Um, but I, I I can't sit here and say I, I agree. I don't I don't like it. I don't I don't I don't want it. Um, I don't want to get something just because of my skin color. I'd rather earn it and know that I got it for, for what it is um, than, than to get it that way. But it is real. Um, and for anybody who doesn't think that it is real, um, they, they, they either are uneducated on the fact or they're blind to it or they don't want to see it ultimately.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I asked that question because um, some, uh, on at least one of the interviews, one that I'm dropping today, um, she's of vanilla variety, as she puts it, and um, but her family is Jewish, so she's, I can't remember if it's second or third generation from the Holocaust, like it's very still fresh in her family, and she was explaining to me how she really didn't understand what white privilege was for a long time. You know, she thought it was um, just, you know, if you came from the nicest of homes or Whatever, like she didn't understand exactly what it was, but once she understood it, it made her angry. So um, it's interesting to hear everyone's perspective about the "quote unquote" privilege that they have, you know, and how they feel about it, and if they understood what it what it was. Um,
2: But I I, I don't mean to cut you off. But I feel like the people who do understand that they have it. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to step up and use it to help this whole situation. Agreed. Agreed. And and that's where I, I I go back to I said at the beginning of we all have to stand in unity because the last thing they want to see is us all united. Mm-hmm. As long as as long as politicians can play us against each other, they're going to. So when right. we do finally become united, they don't have that power. We do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why the group I'm I'm organizing and, and creating. Um, you know, for some, like one of my buddies, when I was explaining it to him, he was like, that kind of sound like the Black Panthers. I was like, yeah, but we're not all black. So, no, <laughs> it's, it's not different. Um, you know, and, and it is what it is. I mean, so the group I, I'm we're creating is uh, we do want to go to protest and and, and be armed, um, but not armed to start violence, but to be able mm-hmm. to defend ourselves if violence comes and right. to kind of show that, no, we're not backing down um we are here united and we're going to stay united
0: right that's awesome thank you for that thank you for that we're going to need more you know more leaders out there in the community and and saying hey we're going to be united we're going to stick together right right um last question as of now (laughs) because we might keep talking and another question comes my last question, as of now, especially with both of you being veterans, um, there was, you know, Kaepernick lost his whole career because of his his stand um, with taking a knee. Um, there's been lots of, specifically, football players now that have came back and said, you know, I apologize. Now I get it. Tell me what your thoughts were uh, initially when he started taking a knee and if those have changed now and what they are
1: my thoughts was as a veteran everybody did not speak for me um, they didn't sign a dotted line when I signed a dotted line I agreed with the peaceful, peaceful protesting of taking a knee it did not offend me as a veteran um, and it did not offend me as a black woman I think now I've posted this repeatedly on my page give Cap his job back Right. Um, as well as publicly apologize to him. The NFL has apologized and said they were wrong. Drew Brees has come back and said he was wrong mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. after the backlash he received and after Shaq and all of them called him and they had a Zoom call and Whoopi Goldberg spoke to him and all this other stuff. So, you know, he has now called out Trump and said that they were wrong four years ago. Give captain job mm-hmm. back. Right. But at the same token... I applaud Kat for what he did because I don't think we will be here today either without his protest.
2: True. My turn?
1: She said both of us. Yeah, I answered them. <laughs> <My turn. laughs>
2: You're so, My thoughts on it. I loved mm-hmm. it. Um, mm-hmm. This is God-given right as
1: mm-hmm.
2: an American. Um, So for anybody who served in the military to say that they don't agree with it, that's what you signed up for so that way he can have that right to protest Amen. Absolutely. um you know and and I and I I hate the term of people they say oh I fought I fought for this country's freedom no you didn't the last time that we fought for our freedom was a revolutionary war <laughs> so nah that we haven't gone to war with one with one other country yet that was that was literally trying to take us over or you know nah you, you didn't fight for nobody's you fought for another other people's freedoms um, mm-hmm. but you sign up in the military to stand up and, and fight for our freedoms in a different sense of, so that way we don't get overtaken and people can continue to have that right to, to do that. Um, and then for those who say, oh, when well, he disrespected a flag. Um, I challenge you to do a little research and there's actually mm-hmm. codes of law of how you're supposed to respect the flag. And every single one of the people who say that he disrespected the flag by taking a knee, they disrespected every single year. When they buy the napkins for 4th of July that have the American flag on it, because by the code of law for the flag justice, I forget the actual term of it, um, that's that's illegal. Um, every time Walmart puts together an ad for a, after Memorial Day and they put the flag on their ad, that's against the, the code of the flag. Um, every time you buy a bandana that's in the United States colors and it looks like a flag, that's against the code of the flag as well. So, don't you can't pick do it you can't pick and choose when it's convenient for you if you go be about it be about it all the way um, right. even when they bring the flag out for like the big games the Super Bowls the World Series um, mm-hmm. in that code it says the flag will always be vertical and flown freely never horizontal or restrained so when they just, right. when they pull that flag out right all those people hold the different corners of the flag um. that flag is being restrained and it's horizontal <laughs> So if you're mad at him for taking a knee, be mad every time they bring that flag on the TV then. Right. But they're not going to do that because it doesn't fit their narrative. Mm. Um,
1: Give Cap his job back.
2: I, I honestly believe I honestly believe Cap could, could still be a, a starter in the NFL. Um, I coach a high school team. I coach youth football. Um, I have my own semi-pro team as well um, here in Virginia. Um, and for the fall, I'm actually uh, joining forces with a team out of D.C. Um, to uh, to coach for the fall. So I look at it from the different perspective of just your average fan. Yeah, he can still play in the NFL. He can still start. He's still better than some of these guys. Um, mm-hmm. And But I know I totally agree with him doing what he did. Um, and I'm all for it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 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 Well,
0: I'm not going to hold you guys up. If you have any more perspectives,
1: you'd like to unload, feel free. We're Oh, you can call Jason anytime. He gone. He got. <laughs> oh.
2: Yeah. you Hey, you can add me on Facebook. Um, you know, okay. so you, you can kind of see my, my different point of views on something most. Um, and you'll see on there that I, I stand behind and I do what I speak about. Um, I'm not going to say one thing and go out here and do another. Um, Love it. So I kind of got on her yesterday. I said, "Man, I said everything." We went down to the Lou Ray Caverns yesterday. I Mm -hmm. said, "Look at you." I said, "Well, you you wanted to test my protector skills." She said, "What you mean?" I said, "Everything's going to this country, and you got me out here with my my Hispanic son and and my black wife in the middle of hillbilly country." You really want to test my picture skills this weekend, don't you? And she started giggling and laughing. She said, we're going to be fine. We stopped at the first gas station and everybody's jaws dropped. Oh, boy. I'm sure. And it was even a- our
1: daughter was like, can he hurry up? Can he hurry up? We got to go.
2: <laughs> I see your white daughter. But, yeah, no, but we had a good time. Uh, we had a good time. Most people, when we go places, they, they may want to say something, but once they see the way I carry myself and, and – the look in my eyes of don't mess with my family, they they second thought it and they just keep their mouth shut. Right, right. That is Thank awesome. You. That
1: makes me happy to hear Thank you so much for even thinking about us. Um, oh, yeah, very well allow us to get my voice heard a little bit, Jason's voice heard. Uh, we are we are together and separately fighting for the criminal injustice. I'm doing it more legally, you know, because of my position. Uh, and I'm just trying to figure out more ways I can do it legally. Um, and Jason has his way of doing things, but then together, you know, we stand together for what we believe in and what we support.
2: Yeah, Baby, anybody who hears this um, this interview, um, they want to get in contact with me if they want to see what my organization that we're starting is about. Like I said, we'll be nationwide, so we'll have a chapter in Connecticut. Um, I'll have a chapter here in D.C. We'll have Louisiana, Alabama, Texas, Vegas, and one in California as well.
1: And can I say one more thing? Sure, go ahead. I don't mean to... and, and I'm, I'm going to try to say this in a way that people will understand who's listening to this podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I notice there's this mindset on social media, and I actually ask people, I don't understand what this means, but right now you have a lot of Caucasians who are threatening to take the street with weapons and all this stuff, and no, I'm not having <laughs> violence at all. However, I just don't understand why they think that a lot of us are not Number one, military train. I um, mm-hmm. don't believe in a Second Amendment. Um, mm-hmm. Or don't have, you know, weapons of our own. And I, like I said, I'm not advocating it, but I do think and believe that, you know, I've taught my kids or took my kids to training on how to shoot, but I think people need to learn how to protect themselves as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just mm-hmm. had to say that. And, and it's...
0: Living yeah, in the Nardinous, world where Nardinous, Brianna,
1: what's her Nardinous last Nardinous name? Taylor What'd
0: you say? Ty? Yeah, like, I said being in the world with the. I want to say her last name was Brianna, right? Or her last name was Taylor. Brianna Taylor.
1: Uh-huh. Taylor?
0: Or am I messing up her last name? But we, you know, who I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, you have to because they 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 bust in her home. Her her boyfriend was the one that started shooting at them, oh, thinking yeah. that oh, they yeah. were. Yeah. Um, you know, she, he didn't know what they were. He didn't know right, they were police. Right, they were. Right, they didn't right. announce themselves. They were in plain clothes. So he's thinking they're being robbed or something, and started right, shooting right. back at them, trying to protect his family.
1: Right. And
0: right. um, it's like if you, unfortunately, now it's that's even a piece of concern. Like you, your home is supposed to be your safe place. Right. And right. you can't even be completely comfortable in your own home without thinking about okay well how am i going to protect myself if you know the police come here don't have any reason to or they have a false reason to i'll say that they have a false reason to and you know shoot kill somebody and then they go about their way and then now um which they dropped the charges but you know they tried to charge him with was it second degree murder or
1: second degree murder or
0: something right you know for trying to protect his family so you know I agree with you I feel like it's a scary time we can't be we shouldn't be hyper vigilant because then I feel like then it's going to right. make us way too excitable to pull triggers that are, are not necessary but I do feel like you unfortunately you have
1: to protect yourself you have to protect These yourself days. you need to be trained
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm I absolutely agree and it's it's sad but it's true Yep, in this time, you know.
1: Sad so I just want to add a little bit because I know, I just I just feel like that um, people need to to hear yeah. that and be trained. Yeah, they uh my
0: on my fiance's radio show last night, the guest host was saying the exact same thing. He was saying like he had, he he's you know former marine, um so of course he had rifles. He, you know we a little bit we we a little bit different, right. so of course right. <laughs> he had rifles already. But he said you know. It's it just feels like it's a time where you just have to make sure that you can protect yourself and your family um, because we we might not have a choice. Um, And I think that's our silent biggest fear is that with everything going on, that this goes backwards instead of forwards. And then we become we become the enemy and we have to be fearful for our lives back like they had to in the 40s and the 50s and right you know I, I think i think that's something that a lot of us are sitting on but we haven't completely acknowledged because that sounds crazy but it doesn't sound crazy if you know what i mean
1: yep agreed well thank you so much
0: we appreciate it Thank you guys so much for joining me. I truly appreciate you guys. I'm looking forward to uh, your organization, Jason and Chantel, hearing about all the amazing things you're doing um, with with criminal justice and, and getting rid of... Sis, sis, I can't talk. I haven't had enough caffeine yet. Systemic racism. There we go. Um, I truly appreciate you two for joining me. And I hope you guys have an amazing day and keep loving on all of your babies.
1: Thank you so much. You too. You yeah, have a great day.
0: Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me this week on Tea Talk with Ty. I would love to connect with you. I am on all social media platforms at I Am Ty Wonder and online at TyWonder.Guru. As always, subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave me a review so I can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week. Started T-Talk with tie. I was so nervous of how to make it all work. But let me tell you about the program that made it so easy for me. It was Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's absolutely the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free 99. You can't beat free 99. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, Google, everywhere. Did I mention you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership? What? It's everything you need to make a podcast in absolutely one place. So take that leap, start that podcast, go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.